welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch Pod. I am one of your hosts, Jake Christie, joined as always by Andre Brera. Andre, how are you? I'm good, Jake. Just, you know, Lakers, Dodgers, both playing right now. I'm in a glass case of emotion. I completely understand. Uh, we're not here to talk about that, though. Although, we'll let you out of your glass case soon. We can make this the fastest episode in history. Uh, I'm kidding. But, um, we're talking about episode 8, season 2 of Psych, Rob by Baby, which is, of course, about robberies and babies, hence the title. Um, I'll say this. This is, for the fact this is season 2, I probably have seen this episode the least of every episode of season 2. I feel like it just wasn't in syndication that much. Um, and, uh, yeah. Not, I'm not know. crazy about it, so I really don't mind, but... Yeah, no, it's... I mean, I, I liked it fine. There was, like... I mean, I don't know. I feel like every episode has a little bit of some problematic stuff, which is just, I guess, a sign yeah. of the times. So we start off with, back in 1987, uh, Sean is asking his dad how babies are made, and he's explaining there's a hydraulic lift, and, you know, his dad's very befuddled. And, you know, it's it's understandable, you know. He, he clearly does is not equipped for this conversation. Yeah, you know, he's not ready to talk about the birds and the bees. Um, he's, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Did, did your parents, okay, who of your parents had the talk with you or did they not have the talk with you? They kind of did. It was like, because in fifth grade we had the whole thing in school. And after that, I think my mom asked if I ne- needed to know, and I kind of got the gist by then. So, like, it wasn't really a thing that we needed to do. Um, I see. I think that, like, my mom would have been very good at explaining the technical and clinical aspects of it. Like, she was always good at that. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I, it wasn't, it was never something that was that awkward because I think that we were just in the public school system and I was not really, I was never a kid who would ask uncomfortable questions of his parents. Like, I just was not, because I kind of had a very, from a very early age, I knew that that would be uncomfortable. And so, like, it wasn't like I was eight asking how our baby's made. I kind of was like, I'll learn how babies are made when I'm good and ready. And you learned from the movie Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking yes. Too. No, I actually exclusively from Look Who's Talking Now. That's the one with the dogs? Yeah. I haven't seen any of them, but of course I know that because I'm a freak. <clears throat> right. You said it, not me. Uh, so yeah, apparently, uh, Henry, yeah, like we said, he's not super comfortable doing it. So he, he tries to like basically, or no, he successfully convinces Sean to get that information from his mom. And I gotta say, I can't wait to meet Mrs. Spencer or mm-hmm. I don't know if she took her old name back or if she's dead. Mm-hmm. No, she's going to come. No, right? sh- no, what? She's going to be like on the show. Yeah. She makes a couple appearances. Okay. So um, they just got divorced. Yes. Gotcha. And so, yeah. Um, Sean, then they find out that Sean and Gus are going to the police station from a, on a special assignment for Chief Vic that is big and top secret. And they think it might be a yacht or a blimp. Sean tries to call shotgun on a blimp, which Gus says you can't do, and I think you can do. There's, there's you could, you could call shotgun. Uh, on a blimp. I've never been on a oh on a blimp. Okay, on a blimp, probably because I think there is like a couple of seats on there. Yeah. If I were, for whatever reason, I was picturing a hot air balloon, and yeah, you can't do it for that. You know there are only, I think, like 13 blimps in the whole world? Yeah, and one of them is here. Flies over Dodger Stadium constantly. It's a good year. Yeah. Blimp. Yeah. Um, and so Have you ever anyway. had blimpies? Uh, yes. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. RIP blimpies. Yeah. Are they um, still around? I think they might still be in like the New York area. Let me look this up. There's one in El Segundo. Holy shit. Yeah, they're still around. 
It's based in Scotts. Okay, it's founded in Hoboken. I was going to say, I thought that it was uh, a Northeastern. Yeah. Yeah, I lived, opened by I lived Tony, right- Tony Conza, Peter DiCarlo, and Angela Baldessari. I wonder what persuasion they are of. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're uh, whether or not they're Italian. Anyway, um, so they go on to into her office, and um, she is not doing well. The thing I like about this episode is that this is a, an episode where they definitely let uh, Kirsten Nelson. This is a showcase for her acting. She definitely gets, because previously she's kind of just like, Spencer, we didn't call him Spencer. But this, they're like, okay, we're going to give her a major meaty part. Yeah, you know, I'm not like super impressed by her performance about, even in this episode. Um, Wow, really? I enjoy her in this. I mean, she's okay. Like, she shows a little bit more than usual, but I don't know. Maybe it's the haircut. Sorry. That is true. Yeah, it is definitely a very, it's not very, uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what but basically, is. she needs them to find her a nanny because her nephew, who was working as a nanny, left town and she hasn't slept in weeks. And, um, yeah, she, uh, they're not, Sean is very not happy with this. Um, and he makes it known. He's kind of bad at hiding his displeasure that he's not doing the yacht case. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, honestly, a nanny is a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. I think it tends to, for whatever reason, socioeconomically, it tends to be like mostly like white people that like have nannies. Um, yeah. Cause I feel like Hispanic people or maybe like other, I mean, I can only speak for the Hispanic, uh, portion of our, of any audience, but mm-hmm. I know you usually have a family member that can just step right in. Exactly. Grandmother. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So. I think that there's socioeconomic reasons, mostly obviously just cause white people have a lot of wealth and it takes a lot of wealth to have a nanny. And then I feel like in other cultures, even if they do have the money, white people are also the most likely to have no immediate family around um, because we don't believe in that sort of thing. Um, right. Once you're yeah. 18, get out of the house. Yeah. That's a whole uh, thing. I, I, I never had a, yeah, I never had a, any sort of nanny or babysitter because when we were, um, we, when we were, but when we still lived in New York, my mom would work half days, uh, and and if not my grandma lived upstairs so she would take watch us and then when we moved to florida my dad worked from home so that was not an issue anyway um, wonderful and so they leave the office and sean says that it blows with a capital z because he sees that lassie and jules are working on a real case um and uh gus when they're back at the office is trying to be like hey this is a private case for the chief of police like we have to take this seriously gus is the only person is the one of the two who definitely see understands like they shouldn't screw this up. Like, this is not something to trifle with, you know? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a very, you know, television plot that uh, mm-hmm. two people that have solved murders and robberies and all kinds of crimes are being mm-hmm. uh, given the task of finding a nanny. But mm-hmm. Gus, luckily, is always willing to be the serious one. And, yeah, he knows that uh, there's something at stake here. If you make chief fig happy you know why wouldn't you want to be in her good graces yeah you get some better cases i don't know exactly and so sean has the actual good idea of going to a playground in a nice neighborhood to try to poach a nanny from someone else poach a nanny sounds like a river somewhere uh, the poach a nanny river uh, yeah it's like on the east coast mostly exactly yeah uh like yes, there's one the like there's like there's there's like a weird one in like philly that's called like sky kill or something shy kill well i'm more thinking of like ones in like obviously there's the chattahoochee river which is yeah. you know, made famous by the song Chattahoochee. Um, I lived, we're growing up, I lived I've, re- I've re- chatted many a hoochies. Um, 
Yeah, I, I live right near the uh, Calusa. The Calusahatchee River was the my close to me where I grew up, um, which is fun to say. Say it, Calusahatchee. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, it's like super weird that like. I mean, obviously, there's like Native American tribes all over the country, but it's so weird how like the most well, no, it's not that weird, I guess, that the most like commonly known ones are the ones that are like in the on the edges of the country. There's a lot in the middle, obviously, but well, no, I mean, there there weren't originally a lot in the middle. A lot of ones in the middle weren't originally. Oh, uh, <laughs> I see. But how did that work? Were they just always just like going to be there on the on the coast? No, I mean, well, they're... no, because I think like the Dakota. I don't want to speak out of my ass, but the Dakota, the, the Lakota, excuse me, were in like the plains. But like the one, all the ones in Oklahoma were all in like Georgia and stuff, like the Creek Indians, the Osage, the Apache, like all the not the Apache, but like a lot of the tribes in Oklahoma were moved by Andrew Jackson because he was a piece of shit. Um, Hmm. And he's yeah. on the twenty dollar bill. He is on the twenty dollar bill. They 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 said they're going to get rid of him and replace him with Harry Tubman, but you know, uh, which they should do because Andrew Interaction also not only was he a racist piece of shit, he also was against the idea of having a federal bank. So even if you take away the racist piece of shit thing, like why would our own bank reward him <laughs> with him on his face on money? Anyway, yeah. um, so they go to the park and they're noticing some stuff about kids with you know how the people are interacting sean is eating jelly beans that he doesn't like which we've all been there um yeah i've had the birdie bots every flavored beans um, yeah i'm not a huge fan of jelly beans at all never None have been. yeah um but more importantly i prefer my candy to actually just like taste good like why does yeah. it have to you know, yeah yeah the first i mean the first look at them it's just these two dudes sitting on a bench in sunglasses which mm-hmm. automatically is just like what are we doing um yeah. and i'm sure we'll, we'll we won't hear anything at all about how that looks suspicious mm-hmm. And so they decide to split up, and they hear some whispers from a nanny talking about that this will be a safe neighborhood, and, uh, you know, there's a Dakota, let someone else go on the side. And uh, Sean yells out to fake kids, Perry, Luke, I'll be sitting right here, you know, because Luke Perry, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, I like, um, I like that one. And so um, Sean sits down with two nannies from the Red Balloon Agency, and uh, they mention that it doesn't feel safe in the Heights. And, of course, they're not referring to Uznavi and the crew. I guess this neighborhood is just called The Heights. Yeah. It's a musical theater reference for you guys. Tony Awards are still going to happen. Yes, thank God. Thank God for that. Yeah, thank uh-huh. God. Um, yeah, so <laughs> they're offering candy to children. Uh, Sean eavesdrops on some... Yeah, talking about... I don't think I just said how okay, the neighborhood's okay, not okay. safe. Okay, okay. Um, oh, yeah. And I did notice that there's a pineapple on his polo shirt that's the yep. first one there um yes. so sean comes up with uh he comes up on ada and janey uh two mm. fellow nannies that are there they're kind of chatting amongst themselves honestly to me they don't look like any nannies i've ever seen but i could just be completely oblivious to yeah. the world of nannies and uh they mentioned that they were hired um off of uh this uh, agency called red balloon mm-hmm. um and they start I guess what he starts hearing about is that they're talking about like three different houses that have been robbed yeah. and they've all occurred in the middle of the day uh, mm-hmm. with security cameras and systems like all going on. So it's kind of like, obviously that's a little scary for any nanny that's mm-hmm. um, at a house. So yeah. Yeah. And then we see Gus, he's really creeping. Like Sean's somewhat acting yeah. normal. He, Gus is creeping around and he t- sits down next to a nanny and says, 
and like says he doesn't have any kids and it's like do you do they always fight like that what are your thoughts on discipline do you spank which man he's just really yeah it's um <laughs> i'm just like brother like why do we gotta like go to spanking immediately Mm-hmm. Also, I'll say this: if a nanny spanks without the parents' permission, like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Even like however many years ago this was, like I'm pretty sure it was still frowned upon, like in the late '90s. Or yeah, and, and once again, with with the parents, I also feel like the Venn diagram between parents who would hire a nanny for the kids and parents who believe in corporal punishment doesn't have that much overlap. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, um, yeah, so that happens. He looks like a creep. Um, and then this little kid comes up to them to Gus mm-hmm. and that nanny chatting. And um, he asks if like who his nanny is. He points to this lady who's like reading a magazine and mm-hmm. Gus gets even creepier and mentions like, oh, so you could just like literally leave and nobody would know. Mm-hmm. Nobody would realize for a while. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's the less said about that, the better. Yeah. And so then they're creeping around some more to, and uh, Sean is clearly interested now in this robbery because then it's rife with crime. Um, and then Buzz comes because he apparently got a call about two creepy dudes and they realize that it's about them. And Sean says they're having a Jackie Earl Haley moment. Um, and it's sad that it's not Bad News Bears and it said his little children, um, which is a reference I only somewhat. I mean, I get it because he plays a pedophile in Little Children. Um, but yeah. Is that a Todd Field movie? It is. I haven't seen that. One of, it's one, it's 33% of Todd Field's movies. Um, Tar, Little don't tell me the other one. Okay, Tar, Little Children, and ooh, oh my god, it's like called like it's a description of in me the right bedroom. Now. In the bedroom. Yep. Yeah, I got it. I've I've only seen Tar, which Tar's good, and people there's too much discourse about it, and you know what it is, it's just good. Um, yeah. Anyway. Agreed. Uh, so yeah, there's a crime scene that's going on that Sean asked if they could go, and so they end up going in. They uh, and they think it's just another robbery, but what comes out there. A body. Yeah, there's a body. And, yeah, so Sean upon... We got the commercials. And so coming back from commercials, Sean and Gus are walking into the house. Gus is freaking out about the fact that the chief is going to think that they're slacking off on their nanny search. Which they are. And, and Yeah, which they are. Um, and Sean on the way in notices that there's a security sign, which I think at this point in time in, in this world of 2023... I think we realized that like maybe 75% of the houses that have those signs on the front lawn actually don't get serviced yes. anymore. They might have at some point, but that mm-hmm. they just left it up. Um, so that's the first thing that he notices. So they also walk home in. security is incredibly like beyond the very basics. It's almost entirely not needed. Um, it's one of the basic. What, what about simply safe? Every freaking podcast yeah. commercial in the world. I'll take this should... back if it gets sponsored by them, but it is a full fucking scam. Like beyond just like the basics of like your windows. I was going to say, yeah, and like, I remember a thing yeah, that a a guy from a security company once told us when we were, my parents were looking into getting it, despite the fact that we lived in a like deed restricted community at the time and didn't need it, was that like everyone's just worried that someone's gonna try to harm them and their family. It's like every break in is a burglary unless you are a like a pro- prosecutor or a cop. Like no one is breaking in your house to kill you unless you are involved in the criminal justice system. Um, so anyway. It's one of my personal pet peeves. Is like when Simply Safe tries to sell you stuff that's going to protect you and your family from intruders. It's like they want your jewelry and they don't want to do it when you're home. Like what the hell? Anyway, Simply Safe, um, get at us. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Hold on a second. But like, what happens if you're home? 
Um, you know, that's Sean true. Taylor, Sean Taylor situation. Come on. Well, yeah, that is true. Sean Taylor was incredible. Yeah, you're right. So I guess what I'm trying to say is have the basics, but you don't need, you don't need the 24 hour, like, the thing people have, like, cameras that they put in their own house. I mean, now I'm subtweeting my brother because he has them, and I'm like, I, well, you don't need to be looking at, anyway, I guess, yeah. I'm also, some, I kind of just let things be, and then I come home and my house is flooded, and I'm like, well, couldn't have done anything about that. Which is not true. I'm now just revealing a lot about myself. Talk about the episode so I can get out of this hole. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, the, obviously, they've been creeps this whole time at the park. And the inevitable happens. Uh, the police were called. And, first of all, insulting that Sean says that Gus smells like jerk chicken and new car smell. Mm-hmm. Wait, you're going uh, back. To, we're talking about the, we're at the body now. I know we skipped that joke, but... Oh, right. I'm so sorry. Just remember Star um, Trek? St- no, nothing after that. I, I, I forgot to scroll down. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. They died at the break-in. Like I said, the security system was there. Whoever broke in managed to disarm the security, open mm-hmm. the safe, like, super mm-hmm. quick, and yeah. then killed, like, the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see the murder weapon. It was uh, the base of a lamp. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he was bludgeoned. It's some blunt force trauma. Um, and from all the clues that we see in the living room, there's like a bunch of napkins, some like cough medicine. Mm-hmm. Basically the victim came home early cause he was sick. Otherwise this would yeah. have been a clean job. Yes. And so Vic shows up, they see her through the window and so they, um, they run away and, uh, we then see that, um, we're back in the office and we see that Vic is berating Lassiter for little things being a pain, you know, clearly taking her frustrations out. And they go to talk to her about the break-ins, and she's like, I was clear about only wanting a nanny, you know, um, and she thinks they might have found one. And, um, yeah, she's just very upset that Sean's even suggesting something else, which Sean really should take the hint. Like, I just don't – he's definitely – at this point, he should know that he's playing with fire. I think he probably just does not have a lot of experience empathizing with new parents. And so he doesn't understand how bad things are for her, but. Yes, that and it's a TV show and yeah. uh, we need we need some sort of conflict yes. um, internally. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he leaves the, uh, the the chief's office a little bit despondent and mm-hmm. um, he notices that last he's he's lassoing up the crew. They're getting ready to yep. do something. It looks pretty big. And, uh, you know, he's obviously a little sad that he doesn't get to partake in this, but he tries to weasel, weasel his way in um, by suggesting they have a pizza party, you know? Yeah. They get, they're getting it, their TMNT it, on. And he mentions he wants crazy bread, which is always a good choice, you know? So clearly um, they're going Little Caesars. That's, that's what yeah, we're doing. Yeah, pizza, pizza. Um, yeah. If you're going to go to Little Caesars, you might as well get the crazy bread. It's hot and ready. Um, so are the pizzas. And, yeah, well, I know. I'm saying, but I just was. I I just like to say f- slogans as if they mean something. Like okay. Tom Ray, gotcha. beat. Gotcha. One of my favorite um, <laughs> jokes from the current guy who does Trump on SNL, James Dawson Johnson, is he well, at one point one thing he does great is he'll just do Trump ramblings. And it's like you know, Lil Caesars. I know, great guy. You know, it's my idea to say pizza, pizza. He just said pizza, and I said you say it twice, pizza, pizza. <laughs> Which you still can you imagine? Tr- what? Yeah, you still yeah. Watch SNL? Yeah, why not? You, you do you know what do you know something about me? Have I told you before? You hate SNL? I've never seen it ever in my life. Oh. Not once. Huh. Well, it's fine. 
Isn't that weird? Their own. It yeah. is. It is. And I don't watch it live. I just watch like the clips on YouTube afterwards. But, you know, I like sketch comedy. And I, I think about it is I like watching it like a sport in which I like I watch it hoping it's good. And if it's not good, it's disappointing. But I'll still tune in next week. Um, anyway, uh, so then Gus oh, is uh, he brought in three candidates and Sean says they're all not good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good Lord. Uh, yeah. He says that they're not good. Uh, specifically, he mentions one of them is a slob. The other one's a psycho. And the last one is a slut. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> good luck. So with the that, slob man. is obviously a slob. She's sniffing her armpits. The psycho is obviously a psycho. She's writing the same phrase over and over again. The slut is, he says he's predicting the future, which that's gross. Like that just, oh. Okay, honestly, like, okay, I wouldn't have been, like, super, like, up... I mean, I'm not even that up in arms about it. It's, like, no, not that am I. I think it's just, ew. I don't... Yeah. I, yeah, I just think it's fucking weird that every time, like, someone's mentioned as being a slob, they always have to be overweight. Yeah, that's fucked up. There are a lot of skinny yeah. slobs out here. Yeah, funny. Um, so but, that's why I was just like, it, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's, but it turns out that this quote-unquote slut is actually not a slut. She, in this, I feel like, is a legitimate reason not to hire any. Is currently Correct. crazily yeah. planning for a wedding, and Sean predicts that she'll next be crazy planning to have her baby of her own, and so it's not a good fit. And so she, they dismiss, dismisses all of them, um, and then so Sean decides hey, he has to go to work with StarTech because multiple of the houses had it, and so we cut to. Um, Star Trek, where Lassie and Jules are interviewing one of the guys there, and his theory is that all four houses forgot to arm the security system. Yeah, um, which is flimsy at best. I mean, um, I mean, it's possible. Um, is it likely? Probably not. But the guy that they interview on top of that is kind of like a smug bastard about it too. Um, so he's not really ingratiating himself to the police force, which fine. Um, and we're interrupted by Sean showing up. He, uh, he just happened to be in the neighborhood. He got a mm-hmm. little, uh, got a tingling. Yep. And, and he's asking questions about Spock, to, Sp- to Spock. And so you'll have to talk to Bones. Uh, yeah. the Vulcan salute. Um, yeah. Actually, you know, actually I have a, there's a, I forget what percentage, but a percentage of people can't do it. And I am one of the people where my, my, uh, I can't get my pinky and ring fingers to move independently together. So. Yeah, I, like I'm. You can see I'm trying my absolute hardest. I can't get them to do it. Can you um, do the taco with your tongue? Yeah, you can. Like that? Yeah. Yeah, I can. Um, I and uh, cilantro does not taste like soap to me. I'm trying to think of all the other ones. It, but it's very interesting. My fraternal twin brother, it does. So, wow. Yeah. Um, did you yeah, see the new one where it's apparently like a small percentage of people can smell ants? I can smell them. They smell spicy. Oh, no, can't smell. I mean, I've never actually. I, I I would eat an ant. I've never. I never have. But anyway, um, I used to do it on dares. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I. I'll do a lot of things on dares. Not is anything, that is that animal but, cruelty? No. I mean, I also am not. I will say this, and I won't elaborate. Animal rights are probably the place I have the biggest blind spot in terms of my left politics. <laughs> like I just am not. Like you know, I'm not. I eat meat, and I don't really think twice about it, which is not good. But it is what it is. Anyway. Um, they're talking to the, the employee, and they suggest that it could have been an inside job. Yeah, you know, which seems plausible. Four houses have the same security system. Like, honestly, that's where my mind would have gone. Um, I love that they reference uh, 
his professor that possibly taught at DeVry University. I don't Are you familiar with DeVry University? Of course. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. I wasn't sure if that was like a, a nationwide no. thing. No, it's that. Uh, and I also think I associate DeVry with, you know, Everest commercials, the Everest yes. education. Like, Everest, get off, yeah. off your couch, you piece of shit. You should be at yeah. Everest. Yeah. There was a really good one over here for Glendale Career College. Um, yeah, that is one we don't have, obviously. And then there was uh, Education Connection. That was a good one, too. Connected for free. Education yeah, yeah. Connect, yeah. That was a good one. Damn. Um, and so then uh, Sean realizes he needs to see some stuff for himself. So he wants to borrow Gus's car, but Gus won't let him. And so then he asks Henry to do it. And his cover is that he's looking for his Kinkajou. Have you ever seen a Kinkajou? Not in person. No, I didn't general. even know what the fuck this was. I thought it was like a Pokemon or something, honestly. See, the thing is, because I was so young when I watched this, I was still in my knowing animals. You know, when you're but below the age of 13, you know a lot of animals, you know? So like, you think it was like a lemur almost? I'm kind of, yes, it? yes. Let's see. And Sean claims Dermot Moroni had one, which I don't think is true. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. Shouts to Dermot Moroni. Yeah, shouts to him. He's a good guy. Hey, I mean, you know, he's, I think he's always good. I'm a, I think he's an underrated actor personally. I used to get, I used to get him... And Dylan McDermott and, mixed up all the time. You know is that a crazy? common thing? Andre, I swear to God, there is a great, 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 great SNL sketch about just this. Where it's a yeah, game yeah. show, where it's three people on it. It's Dylan McDermott or Dylan Mulroney. And the joke is they keep getting it wrong, even though they just use the same two pictures. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. That might it's be a cool. great sketch. And I'll say this, Dermot Mulroney cameos as himself in it and gives one of the funniest lines ever. It's one of my favorite ends to an SNL sketch ever. Independent of us having this conversation, it really is one of my favorite ends of a sketch. Anyway. Oh, haters um, on it? Yeah. It's and Jamie, Jamie Foxx Fox was the host. Keenan it was Jamie Foxx, Keenan Thompson, and Jay Farrow. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to watch that. Actually, that sounds It's good. a great sketch. Okay. Um, and so anyway, uh, then Sean admits that it's about this robbery, and they cut, then they look at the one house that was robbed, and what's the problem with it? Uh, the problem with it is that um, it's... Uh, they, well, first of all, there's a security system there. Is mm-hmm. that what it is? Yeah. That yeah. and? And, uh, oh, yes. What Henry says, basically. Yeah. What are you telling me? Okay. Yes. I'm yeah, then all the other, yeah, all the other houses. I mean. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> all the other houses in the neighbor in that street in particular are a lot more likely or they seem yeah. like they would be easier targets to yeah. to target. Um, yeah. One of the houses has like a bunch of newspapers in the front, clearly yeah. meaning they haven't been home for a while or they just don't mm-hmm. give a shit about the news. Um, mm-hmm. And then another house has like a whole bunch of like uh, shrubbery, like a, you know, plants like in the front that like yeah. you can't see inside. So mm-hmm. it'd be a lot easier to rob and, and yeah, yeah, rob the house, I would say. And so then Sean starts to do, uh, he says, uh, they're going to be the only one. And he quotes the Highlander. And then he does, that was the quickening. And I do love that. Uh, Henry does a pop culture reference where he's like, anyone can do Conrad, but your Lambert sucks. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, at least he has a Lambert. And honestly, if I'm going to do... I mean, okay, I've never seen Lambert in anything I've actually never more... seen the Highlander. I've never even seen the Highlander. Same. I've only ever seen him in Mortal Kombat. Which yeah, I've actually never seen Mortal super... Kombat. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's super annoying in that. Um, and you the know, best part Julia they... Roberts. Did he? Good for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, Julia Roberts has a really spotty record. Him, let me double check. Let Lovin? me let me see. Let me see. Oh, she also yeah, she also did Liam Neeson for a bit. Well, I mean that's not so bad, but I no, it's not. I'm just saying. I, I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, people forget about that. And by that I mean they don't. But um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like don't. people do forget about it though. 
but it was, it was crazy when he just was, and he kept being like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So no, no, right, right, no. It wasn't Julie Roberts. He, I knew he dated someone famous. He did Diane Lane. I apologize. My bad. My bad. I see. Okay. Well. Um. Anyway. Uh. So then Sean spots that the nanny has Coach sunglasses, and he thinks that that's a sign that she's like getting rich off of something because they shouldn't. They don't get paid that much money. Whereas my first thought was like she's like probably has a rich boyfriend. Like that actually wouldn't be that surprising to me that a nanny. Uh. Yeah. Not only that. Honestly, for me, the first thing that came to my mind is like it's not. I guess I would just be like, okay, you know, you do important work for a family that's well-to-do. Like, maybe they'll give you the hand-me-downs instead of... Yeah, or, like, to be honest, what's a lot of rich dudes who have nannies, what are they doing with the nannies? They're, you know... I'm looking at you, Jude Law. Jude Law, who else? Um, Rob Lowe was accused of it, but he denied it. Um, He was guilty. Yeah, yes. There's almost no... I didn't want to say there's almost no sex crime you could say Roblo did that I wouldn't believe. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, um anyway, uh we learned that also H- Henry watches nanny nine one one. By the way, do not Google nanny fuckers because you're just not gonna get what you're looking for. Why would I do that? I just did. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Henry watches nanny nine one one. Um and yeah, so Sean thinks it's a ro- ring of rogue nannies. Uh yeah, he, he thinks that's the case. Um and he uh goes i mean yeah he tries to tell this to the the chief and the chief is sitting there you know just staring at him blankly Mm -hmm. um and we soon find out that she was actually falling asleep with her eyes open which is like the freakiest thing you can do um in Mm -hmm. my opinion yeah i think i remember that as like a major like i remember that the first time i ever realized this phenomenon was watching the movie major pain i want to say another movie i haven't seen but, oh my yeah. god, that's a good one! Holy shit! Or it was. I can't yeah. speak. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 the Wayne's Brothers is kind of a blind spot because their heyday was before my time of watching comedies. You know, Ooh, the Wayne's Brothers is a good show too. By the time I got old enough, it was like when Marlon and Sean were doing the movies, and like that was like when they were like, I, I've seen White Chicks, and I saw I've like never seen that movie. a little man on TV, and that movie I think <laughs> I tell you, probably didn't age well. Uh, I am just guessing it's a movie about a little person who pretends to be a baby. Probably didn't you know, age well. No, probably not. But I do respect the fact that um, that they did the, the reverse blackface. You know, good for them. Oh, yeah. White Jay, of course. Yeah. Um, and so she thinks that he's there to tell her she, he found a nanny. And she, he's like, no, 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 about the robberies. And then she, understandably, is like, I gave you explicit instructions. You are fired from all cases. Yeah, so this is basically what I was talking about. They needed to mm-hmm. set up, you know, the disagreement in the mm-hmm. episode. I kind of would have wanted some higher stakes. I wish it would have lasted a little yeah. bit longer, but I realized that it's just because Vic is, like, sleep-deprived, so she's very cranky. Yeah. Um, yeah. At least it's that, and it's not, like, her, like, being, like, on her period or something, so that's a, a step yeah, up. Yeah, I think the reason why it's short-lived is because, like, the character is not actually a shitty person, and they don't want to, like, they don't want to make her own... Unre- un- characteristically vindictive for the whole episode because that would just be like just for plot contrivance you know what i mean um yeah. anyway so sean and gus are arguing obviously about this and because gus is being like we're gonna lose all our money and um sean is like we still need to keep investing in this case but now we're renegades and he suggests that they go to investigate the nanny place and they redo a reboot of my two dads yeah i don't know what my two dads is I think it was a sitcom that was not about a gay couple, but I don't before my time. I guess it was like pre prior to three men and a three three men and a baby. 
Yes. And one of the crazy thing about Three Minute Baby, would you believe Three Minute Baby was the highest grossing movie of its year? It was a blockbuster he... hit. I no. Who are the three men? It's Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck, uh, Ted Danson, and Steve Gutenberg. Wow. Well, I mean, that makes total sense why it was so big. No, but think about it. It came out like the same year as like blockbuster. The same movies, year like... I was fucking born. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh my God. That's. It was directed by Leonard Nimoy. That's even fucking weirder. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Anyway. Uh, so then Sean this. needs to find another person to go undercover with. And he finds Juliet getting a Danish. And um, she's arguing sure on the phone with Lassiter. I, some type of pastry. I apologize. Um, okay. What do you think it was? <laughs> I thought it was a croissant. It didn't seem like it was it very... It probably yeah. was a croissant. Uh, and Sean comes up to her and he thinks that she's starving her chi. Yeah. You know what the weird thing is? How the fuck does he know where she is? Great question. She pr- he probably knows like where he she gets Danishes when she's stressed. I don't know, um, but she men- he mentions that there's a raccoon with dark circles around her eyes, and he calls her chief something that I'm not going to say because it's a racial slur. Um, yes, this, this and, is what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, he's like, you gotta take back your chi, and then he does something risky. Yeah, he uh, fake proposes to her in front mm-hmm. of a group of people, and they're all like super thrilled about it, and you know they need to take a beat. She needs to talk to him a little bit before she accepts or declines. Yes. And we find out what he needs from her exactly. Yes. He needs... But we intercut this with Gus oh, right. interviews. And there's a person who wants to give the baby Valium, a goth joke. Like, that just feels like very 2007 of just, like, showing a person dressed as a goth and is like, oh, you know. Did you notice what the song was in the background? Uh, Yeah, 99 Red Balloons. Yeah, and the Red Balloon Balloons. Agency. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It, it's called Good uh, Music Supervision. Right, yeah, um, sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so Sean gets to what he wants exactly, and he basically needs her to pose as his wife, uh, since Gus obviously declined being the co-parent with mm-hmm. Sean. Um, and they're going to go undercover, uh, mm-hmm. because she needs to get her chi back, and mm-hmm. obviously Sean wants to solve this part of the case so that he can move on with his life. And, you know, she mentions that she'll only do it for the case but she's got some fucking ideas about how this about is going to go. Yeah, because she doesn't wedding. believe in the institution of marriage, but she has some ideas. So then we cut to the agency, and they introduce, they're introduced as Mr. and Mrs. Lee Vontostic. Um, and their baby is a little Millicent. Um, and really? uh, they, they seem very earthy. Cause she, Julia talks about how uh, she had a home birth, and they buried the placenta, um, which, you know, teach their own different strokes, different folks. I got something I, for you. We can keep this what? in the pod. Um, okay. But you want me to keep this? Yes or no? Yeah, keep it. We can keep it. Okay, go, 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 go. So there was this guy that I worked with um, mm-hmm. at my current company, but the first time I worked there, he doesn't work there anymore. Um, but him and his wife, they're like very like, yeah, new age, like weirdo mm-hmm. motherfuckers. So they had like the same thing, a home birth with a doula, mm-hmm. um, except with the placenta. They kept her placenta and they would feed the the whole family with the placenta. Like, they would put it, like, scrambled eggs and shit like that. And he told me this, like, like, like just, like, like, we were having a conversation about what we're ordering for lunch. And I'm just like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm sure it's full of nutrients and all that shit, but, like... I'm sure it is, too. Yeah, yeah I... All I, nutrients, like... Food. Know, I, yeah, exactly. I it just... Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, th- there was like my my boss actually at the at the same job. He, I mean, they had a different path to the same thing, but essentially, they dried out the placenta, they ground it into a powder, and put it in capsules, and would take it that way. Yeah. Which you fine. know, uh, I am so entirely in every fiber of being against any sort of new age earthy medicine. I want all of my medicine to be in sterile hospital rooms and in medications. I don't have any time for anything other than that. And, uh, I, that's one of my firmest, like, that's not even like a rational thing. It's just like, a the core of my being, I just dismiss any sort of new agey medicine. And I apologize for offending people, but have your, you know, do medical procedures in hospitals. Sorry. I, I, what are you doing? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can't, guess, I can't, I can't weigh in too much, but I guess people will make the argument that this, what did people do before hospitals? You know, they die in childbirth a lot. I know. We know that. But <laughs> I, mean, I know, I know, I know. Anyway. So they get shown around uh, the place, and we meet Steve Hitchcock, who's in charge of installing the baby bonding cameras, which you can check via password any time of day. And um, Sean leaves the office because he gets a phone call, and he goes to the records, and he finds out that the woman with the coach sunglasses actually just used to work at a coach store, so that's open and shut there. Um, I didn't even realize that that was happening there. Uh, And they end up leaving after Juliet mentions that, uh, I think it was what, that she was inspired by Nate Burkus on Oprah's theme week. Um, you the know. name sounds familiar. I'm not sure. He was, a, he was a guy who had, I think he had a HGTV show. He just like, you know, he was a home run. I mean, I could write lots of HGTV people names just cause my mom watches all the time, you know, but, uh, he was, okay. he had a short, he, I think he's not really there that much anymore. Um, <clears throat> but like obviously like the property brothers have like 17 shows on there now. So like they have all the, all the, the corner of the market. Um, yeah, and so Lasseter calls him to meet an exotic reptile shop, which apparently some of the stolen goods are pawned at. And um, then we see Gus interviewing How the perfect man. How do you punch at a fucking lizard I store? Know. I don't know. Gus is talking to a woman who loves Goodnight Moon and The Giving Tree. Um, and uh, those are Gus's favorite books, apparently. Um, I like read books for books, adults, man. but I don't know. I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah, read more books. What was your favorite children's book, out of curiosity? Oh, my God. Uh, oof. I mean, I, the one that comes to mind automatically is probably Where the Wild Things Are. That's a very good one. I was very partial to uh, to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, the Dr. Seuss book. You remember that one? I see. I see. Yeah. I was going to, like, troll and just say the fucking Fountainhead, but... <laughs> yeah. That's just, I have, that's... I, dude, I've tried to read that book, like, fucking ten times. I get to, like, page 150, and I just, like, my eyes blaze I haven't bo- The thing is, I haven't bothered trying both, because why... But also because, like, I, that's the thing. I, the thing I've heard is like it's not even like a propulsive read. It's not like it's not. I there are a lot of it, there are a lot of things that are problematic that are interesting and entertaining, and I've heard that a- Ayn Rand's work is not one of them. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, the guy at the reptile place doesn't remember what the person looks like because he says that when you look at reptiles all day, all humans start to look alike. But. Sean notices, I forgot to mention, the guy Steve Hitchcock has dip in his office. And Sean sees a cup full of dip spit, um, which is a thing I can tell you as someone from Florida. who I'm, I'm definitely more, I have more experience with people dipping in public than you do, for sure. Um, and uh, so Sean puts it together that it was that guy. Did I tell you when I was in Vegas this last time, I tried dip for the first time? Did you enjoy it? It was fucking awesome. I loved I've it. I've never, never done any sort of tobacco thing. 
it was so good i mean honestly i could see why people do it but also like i've seen like plenty of um you know pictures of people who've done it that long and it's not pretty yeah you know what's it's uh, just as a complete uh tangent you know what's really cool that i actually was watching uh baseball yesterday and i saw that they had tony gwynn throw out the first pitch oh wait no he's not with us anymore because he dipped a lot um so don't dip it's bad uh winning yeah um also, the thing is, when you grow up in Florida, you don't, like, dip, because what you associate with is the fucking redneck kids on the baseball team in the back of the class spitting into a water bottle with never going to brown liquid, trying to hide it. Like, that's what you think. That's what I think of when I think of dip. I see. Um, yeah, shouts to the... No, sorry, no shouts to the gross kids on the baseball team um, who fucking dipped all the time. Anyway. So, yeah, Sean's like, did he look like a pufferfish? He's, re- like, a, you know, basically he's describing that he's a pufferfish, um, uh, red like I forget what, and then spitting like a Komodo dragon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry. Um, I'm I'm just looking at my notes right now. I'm sorry. I don't realize where yeah. I am. And then Juliet pulls him aside and is like, "That seems like the guy Steve." And Sean says, "I thought I was thinking of the Kool Aid Man, but." Oh yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> sorry. Keep going. Um. Oh. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so. What Sean deduces is that it's not the nannies. It's yes. the agency, mm-hmm. um, the Red Balloon Agency. So, you know, that's going to be where we're going next. But mm-hmm. Gus calls and lets Sean know that they found the nanny, mm-hmm. uh, the one that we saw earlier. Mm-hmm. And, of course, where was she hired from? The Red Balloon Agency. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it looks like uh, Chief Vic is about to get fucking robbed or her neighbors are. Mm, yes. Um and so they then go to the agency, and Sean says that he has all the Ws, the where, why, whatchamacallit, but they just need the how. And so um, they go inside, and Abby and Steve are not there, and because he's saying that Gus is the godfather who wants to meet them. And well, Cohen. Yes. They realize that the receptionist has a headache. Yeah, so they're obviously going to try to annoy the shit out of her with sound um, in order for them to get the clearance to go uh, wait for the the two in uh, Abby's office. So sure enough, that does happen. They go in. You know, they're looking through stuff. They can't really find anything. But Sean notices that there's like some scratch marks on two mm-hmm. sides of a wall, on the sides of a bookshelf. So obviously it tells you that somehow swings and uh so he finds like the secret button or whatever mechanism that opens it up and Mm -hmm. we see a bunch of security screens Mm -hmm. monitors um that were from the alleged baby bonding cameras which only the parents were supposed to have access to yes so very interesting yes and so but they're like wait the houses that were robbed didn't have nannies but what Sean realizes is that it's all the houses next door because they have one no- number off is the whole thing. Yeah. So, he had noticed the address uh, when he was at the security. Yes. Uh, and so they then see that Chief Vic is currently on the camera. She's having a consultation. And so they ask Julia and Lassie to meet them there. And they go inside, but they have to get their baby gifts. And so they just get random stuff out of the car. Somehow Sean has a pineapple with a, a bow on it. You know. I mean, my favorite gift was uh, Lassie giving her a club. Yeah, your car for your steering wheel. Yes, exactly. And so they're kind of surprised to see what's going on. And Abby and Steve are there, and they're like, "Mr. and Mrs. Tostic. Um, But they see the camera in you know installed and the baby sleeping. 
But then Mr. Softy would like to say a few words. Oh, yeah. So Mr. Softy, um, I, I don't know what this whole thing is, but essentially what they gather is that like they're like way too high tech of cameras in yeah. that place for just a baby bonding camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lasseter, like Sean pointed out to Lasseter, Lasseter knows that it's a Extella 5400, which retails yeah. for 10000 um, which I don't know, I guess is like four months of childcare. Cause, uh, yeah. yeah, nanny care is not cheap. Uh, people reconsider your decisions before having children. Um, yes. and so basically Sean breaks it down that the cameras, they might function as a baby bonding camera, but they more importantly function to zoom across, um, mm-hmm. different directions to find people putting in their codes and you know just a case joints essentially so that's the real purpose of this whole agency it's all a sham and uh yeah christmas jones exactly yes it's, it's unbelievable much like denise richards playing a nuclear scientist called christmas jones in a bond movie do you remember the joke that they make at the end of that movie uh it's christmas today or some shit like that no it's even worse that they're having sex and you hear james bond say and i thought christmas only came once a year Oh my god. I love that. That's good though. Damn. Um, anyway. So right. uh they end up arresting them. Christmas. They end up arresting them. And uh we then uh cut back to um them in the park. It all worked out. Apparently the Vic's nephew is transferring to Santa Barbara and so in like two weeks she'll be fine. In the meantime, who's gonna take care of the baby? None other than Henry Spencer. Yeah, and you know he seems to be a natural. Um, not sure how he was with Sean. Maybe he was the same way, but he seems to be pretty good with the kid. Yeah, and Henry, you know, he he notices Sean and Gus walking over, like kind of in the background, and he calls out to them because apparently he was only supposed to be there for five minutes. And uh, yeah, they kind of just ditch him there, and that's the end of the episode. Yep. What would you give this out of ten? I gave it an eight out of ten. Um. If only because I can, like, not that I didn't see it before, but I, I can finally see the groundwork being laid for Jules and Sean. I yeah. feel like now we know. Well, we've always kind of known, but, like, yeah. it's heading there. So I'm kind of excited I, about uh, I'll give it a seven. I don't know why. I just never cared for this episode that much. I think it's because it doesn't have a clear thing that it's doing. Like, it's not, where, especially as the episodes go on, they become more and more like, this is the X episode. I mean, the next one is, is one that is specifically, but we, you know. I, I, I enjoy any of these episodes. I mean, especially ones like this that I haven't seen as much. But more importantly than that, Andre, where do people follow you on Twitter? Follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at Jay Christie. Please review, subscribe, share the show with the biggest psych fan in your life. Follow the show at, at, at First Psych Pod on Twitter. And more important than that, tune in next time as we talk about Bounty Hunters! <laughs>